Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So, Mark, should we start out with the Amish or a response to something we talked about last night? Well, you know, I've got to say that uh, having grown up in Sarasota, Florida, I, I I have a great respect for the Amish and the Mennonite communities. Let's start uh, start out with them. Just as for fun. do I. I've always liked the Amish. As somebody who generally is against organized religion, uh, I have to say I feel like a warm embrace when I see the Amish. I mean, they just make me feel so good inside because they get it uh, when it comes to their religion. They get it in that they don't they don't push it on anybody. They've got a real easy demeanor about themselves and about their belief system. They really believe what they believe, but they also are very, very quiet about it. They don't get out there and have parades, and well, they don't shove it in your face. They don't go I door mean, to door. I imagine, uh, you know, uh, probably evangelism amongst the Amish is, is, is would be really unsuccessful. Can you imagine somebody pulling up in your driveway, a horse and buggy, trying to get you to live uh, without electricity? <laughs> I mean, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's going to yeah. be hard enough for the Jehovah's Witnesses. It's it would be impossible for the uh, the Amish to uh, do the uh, the evangelistic thing. So the story is about zoning. It's about the uh, government's demands about, well, what you can and can't do with your property. And anybody that's actually owned property for a little while knows the just awfulness that is the zoning department and the, the code enforcers, for instance, that category of government bureaucrat. Uh, the story from the AP, Daniel Borntrager's home looks like hundreds of other... Borntrager. They spelled it Born, uh, Born Trigger in the story. I agree okay. with you. I've seen it spelled Bond Trigger. However, and it's spelled Born Trigger throughout the story. So his home looks like hundreds of other Wisconsin farmhouses, two-story, A-frame, porch, clothes hanging on the line. But his home could cost him thousands of dollars in fines. Mm. Born Trigger, an Amish farmer, built the house himself, according to Amish tradition, but without a building permit. Oh. Because... They didn't ask for permission in he the owns, past. He owns the property, and uh, he, he, but he didn't ask the government whether he could build on it or not. That's right. He didn't ask the men and women uh, positioning themselves as a violent monopoly called the government whether or not he could build. I've always kind of, you know, it, it, doesn't it seem strange? Like, I bought this property. I paid for it with my uh, blood, sweat, and tears, all the money that I've uh, accumulated. And, and to buy property is not cheap. And to buy the building supplies to build a house, not cheap. I just did it this year. I know. And then these people who don't own the property can tell me whether or not I can build on it. Supposedly they don't own the property. Well, it seems strange to us, Mark, but I guess to most Americans it just seems like the price you pay for living in civilization. Yeah. Have you, haven't you heard that one? I mean, that's, I've, I've heard all of the excuses, I think, well, at this point for yeah, all you, of this you nonsense. You can't have civilization without zoning, that's for sure. Look at Houston, Texas, for instance. Oops. Oh, sorry. Oh, they don't have they it. They don't have zoning in Houston, that's Texas. Right. One of the top ten metros in the United States. I believe it's number seven, yeah. Yeah, how do they, how do, they do that? So the story here is that uh, his case is among at least 18 legal actions brought against Amish residents in Wisconsin and New York in the past year and a half for building without the proper uh, excuse me past year and a half for building without proper permits according to court records attorneys and advocates for the Amish the cases have sparked local debates about where religion ends and government begins Amish advocates the Amish religion 
uh, Amish advocates, the Amish religion precludes them from defending themselves physically or legally, argue that the Amish belief that they must live apart from the world trumps local regulations. According to Mr. Borntrager, he said the permit itself might not be so bad, but to change your lifestyle and have to get one, that's against our convictions. The local authorities say the Amish must obey the law. Gary Olson, county supervisor, bureaucrats in central Wisconsin's Jackson County, says they can just go ahead and don't listen to any of the laws that they are affecting anybody that are affecting anybody else. It's quite a problem when you've got people next door required to get permits and the Amish don't have to get them. Well, huh? Why is that, Mr. Olson? Why is that quite a problem? Why well, do you think? It's because it's uh, the the people next door allowed themselves to be pilfered and stolen from, so the Amish should must do the same. Right? They get the. Um they get kind of the Stockholm syndrome going on, yep. the uh, well, the, the, the abuse victim syndrome, where they've been abused as homeowners. They've been told they need to jump through certain hoops. They've been told they need to get some sort of study done or some survey done or some paperwork completed and file all kinds of fees before they'll be allowed to add a new driveway onto their home as Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, born trigger, or excuse me, a different, uh, different Amish man in the same area did as well and was fined $9,000 for building a house and driveway without permits. So they've been paying through the nose for years to upgrade the property that they believe is theirs. And then to all of a sudden have that Amish guy across the street being able to just go ahead and build his home all by himself without asking anybody's permission? Ooh, that really makes the slaves angry. It really makes them very, very seething mad because, you know what? They feel like they've been had. They feel like that's not fair. Hey, wait a minute. I paid thousands of dollars in permit fees. I paid hundreds to these bureaucrats, and they gave me a piece of paper. And now you're telling me that this guy across the street driving around his little uh, horse and buggy, he doesn't have to pay the same things I paid? And you're going to let him get away with that? I demand you crack down on that Amish man and his family. Punish him. Tear his house out from under him and destroy his lifestyle. You know, I mean, this is the attitude. I know they don't really say those things, but I mean, it's that kind of uh, upset feeling that people get. Like, it's indignance, isn't it? It's indignance. We're like, what? Somebody could get away with not paying these absurd extractions, these, uh, these forced extractions, this extortion. Somebody could get away with it. Somebody is as mild-mannered as the Amish. And, you know, these people don't want to admit how cowardly they truly are. Yeah. The Amish have real courage, and the rest of the homeowners in America, a bunch of cowards. You know, I got one of these building permits when I was building my house, and it sounded like a good thing. I mean, you know, building permit, it, like, it, it, it would be very helpful. And uh, so I, 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 you know, I had it out of the site the whole time, and that building permit didn't build anything. It was a big waste of money. I thought the permit would get up there and do start some building, and it didn't do anything. I got one of those burn permits uh, that you had to have to burn off some uh, some some shrubs there, and right. and you I, can't make fire anymore like right. the caveman. Could. I, th- I threw that on the fire, and you'd figure a uh, you know a burn permit wouldn't burn, but sure enough, just went up in flames. These magic pieces of paper that the government sells as uh, you know that, that that are supposed to 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 keep us civilized, they don't really do anything. The Amish emigrated from Central Europe to Pennsylvania in the early 1700s, also known as the Plain People. The Amish believe they must live a simple, nonviolent life. 
Many reject even electricity, indoor plumbing, and cars. Those are the old order, old, old order Amish. In Pennsylvania, home to a large Amish population, more liberal-leaning congregations have lobbied successfully for exemptions in the state building code, including permission to forego electricity and quality-graded lumber, said Frank Howe, the chairman of the Board of Supervisors in Lancaster County. Imagine how difficult it is to sell a house that you've built that doesn't have electricity in it. Officials try to keep the Amish informed about what they can and can't do, and most conform, said Howe. He didn't believe his board had ever taken an Amish resident to court over building violations. Now, this is the guy that's in Pennsylvania. Lancaster County. County, Officials, uh, you try to work with both sides, he said. We tell them this is what we need you to do so everyone can go home and relax. Well, why is everybody so tense? Why does everybody get so tense? Maybe it's because there are men with guns who are threatening your family if you don't go along with what these well, goons you don't say. See the, you don't see the guns right away, but... But that's where the tension comes from whenever there's somebody threatening it's really violence. Threats. That's what it is. Every right. time that there's you know some kind of government rule that's, that's sent down, it's, it's a threat. Now, if you hurt somebody and the government steps in and intervenes, it's not threatening at that point. It's, it's defense. It's stepping in where you know a party has been injured. But when there's right. no injured party, you're just talking about a, a, a group of men and women that are aggressing on someone else who hasn't done anything to them. 1-800-259-9231 is the number. If you want to share your permitting nightmare stories, maybe you've been in a position where the government has come along with just arbitrary demands and it's been very, very frustrating for you, uh, you're certainly welcome to share that. Or your thoughts on the Amish situation. Do you think that these people should be forced to go ahead and tear down their house at this point or forced to pay thousands of dollars in fines because they went ahead and built a home without begging some government bureaucrats' permission first. Are you feeling indignant, too? Do you get that feeling rising up in yourself? Do you feel upset that somebody could possibly get away with doing something without asking government permission first? You tell us. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features include... The bulletin board system with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot of stuff to talk about there. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Dex C20 is a natural appetite suppressant, enabling people to eat less and still feel full. Users report they feel they excuse me they eat the same foods, just eat less of them without feeling hungry. They also report feeling more energy without jitters. I've been taking it. Works. It works just like that for me. I eat, I do the same things, I exercise the same way, I just take the pills and I don't feel jittery. Dexc20, you can get it at Walgreens, CVS, GNC, or diet.freetalklive.com. So we started this, uh, the show out here tonight with a story about some personal heroes of mine, uh, the Amish. And the reason they're heroes is because, well, they've got more courage than your average American. They've got more courage than your average American homeowner. Because most people, when it comes to what the government demands about their property, the zoning board or whatever department we're dealing with here that claims, yeah, planning, uh, that, that claims to have dominion over what you believe to be your property, most people just go along to get along because they understand that something nasty will happen if they don't. They understand that if they don't do what the people calling themselves government demand that they do, that eventually men with guns are going to come to their house and possibly throw them out of it, possibly just take it from them. 
well, I mean, first they'll do a, what they call a tax sale first if they uh, decide they want to take the house. And then if they tax sale the house, tell you to leave and you don't leave, then they're going to come and throw you out. And I think everybody inherently knows that there's a threat of violence behind what the government does. Oh, I know. You like to tell yourself stories about how it's the price of civilization to pay taxes. The price of civilization is zoning. It's the price of civilization to obey orders. Well, don't forget the pig farm excuse. Oh, sure, yeah. If you didn't have zoning, somebody would open a pig farm right next door to you. As though pig farms would be open on residential property. So you can tell you yourself know, whatever you Residential want. property being so much more expensive than rural uh, right. farming property. You can tell yourself whatever story you want to about why it's a good idea to, you know, why why paying taxes and paying for permits and zoning changes and things like that is all just A-OK. It's just, a, it's just what we got to do to live in a free society is pay forced extractions by men with guns. Whatever you want to tell yourself. The Amish don't, they're not fooling themselves. The Amish, they understand exactly what's going on here. It's an insult against their, uh, their religion, the ability to build their own homes, very important to them without having to go and fill out paperwork and ask government bureaucrats' permission. And now, uh, the story is from the AP about 18 legal actions that have been brought against various different Amish residents in, uh, Wisconsin and New York in the past year and a half alone for building without proper permits. So we're talking about one of them. His name is Daniel Borntrager, and he built his own house without asking permission. Now, the Amish population has nearly doubled in the United States over the last 15 years. Uh, they are busily reproducing. According to... Um, they don't have anything else to do. There's no electricity. Yeah. According to the estimates from the Elizabethtown College's Young Center for Anabaptist and Pietist Studies... As the Amish look for new farmland, conservative congregations have migrated into states that haven't seen them before, according to an Amish expert at the State University of New York. So there are over 227,000 now estimated Amish in the United States. That's pretty significant. 227,000, that's half the population of Wyoming. Uh, anyway, the, that sets up a conflict between building officials with little experience dealing with their beliefs and conservative Amish who aren't familiar with the codes or don't want to compromise. Municipal attorneys in Hammond, a town of about 300 people in upstate New York, cited Joseph Schwarzentruber and Henry Mast in August for building houses without a permit. That case is pending. The town attorney declined to comment. In Morristown, a town of about 450 people, the town attorney there has brought 13 actions against the Amish for not abiding by building codes. Those are also pending. Uh, that, that guy also declined to comment except to say the town is treating the Amish as it would any homeowner who violates the any building codes. Any one of codes. Our, our slaves on our plantation. Now, when you say slaves on the plantation, what do you mean by that? Well, obviously, if they can tell you what to do on what's supposed to be your property, they must have some kind of higher authority than than ownership of the property, right? That's uh, they think so, I guess. I, they'll I, tell you you own your property, the, the and then idea, in a, the other breath tell you they'll steal it from you. The, the idea is is that uh, somehow they they are uh, superior in some way. Like a majority of people who decided to actually go vote in a local election, which is usually less than ten percent of the population in a lot of places, a majority of those people. So we're talking about five percent of the population. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like the city bureaucrats to me, uh, mostly <laughs> so, so the city, and their friends. The city bureaucrats and their friends and families. Got 
got together. They voted on uh, these rules that would put them in power and, uh, you know, continued to, to increase the rules over time. And, well, there you've got it. Well, this is majority rules. And majority rules is what we were taught in kindergarten. Everybody raise your hand that wants to have cupcakes instead of cookies. Majority <laughs> rules and majorities are right. Whatever the majority says is, is, uh, is good, right. isn't it? As though democracy isn't two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. And what's, on, what's for dinner is you if you're a productive citizen. In Wisconsin, authorities in Black River Falls, a city of 3,600 people, uh, about uh, wherever, have filed at least four cases against area Amish involving permit violations. One action ended in April when a judge fined Samuel Stolfus $9,000, more than that actually, for building a house and driveway without permits. In July, the same judge levied a $10,600 fine against Mr. Borntrager, the man we talked about at the beginning of the story. Another pending action accuses Samuel Stolfus of building two houses without permits. Stolfus believed signing a permit would amount to lying because he wouldn't follow parts of the code that violate his religion, said Robert Green, uh, which is apparently an attorney with the National Committee for Amish Religious Freedom, which has intervened in the case. So apparently the Amish people cannot actually go and hire attorneys on their own, but you can step in if you are an attorney. The advocate group can step in. Right. Custom-built homes are, are allowed in Wisconsin as long as their plans meet code standards, but apparently the Amish don't understand that, said the attorney suing the Amish in Jackson County. Oh, I'm sure they understand what your codes are. I'm sure they can read your codes and understand them. It's just that they don't care about what you have to say. They have their belief system, and their belief system is stronger than most people's belief system in the government system that we have today. Having grown up in uh, Sarasota, Florida, where there's a strong Amish and Mennonite community, I can tell you that the buildings built by them are uh, buildings of integrity. Yeah. Fine, fine construction. So they don't have to conform. I mean, why is it that people pay extra for their uh, for their rocking chairs and their other wood items if these people don't know what they're doing? Come on. The town of Albion, where Samuel Stolfus lives, waived a requirement that permits be signed so the Amish could avoid violating their religious beliefs. But they still won't comply. And you can see that what this is about is uh, it's, it is about compliance. They they want to get as much compliance out of you and money yeah, as well. Yeah, money too. Uh, but they want to get as much of a, as they possibly can. So in a lot of cases, if you stand your ground, and, and it's not just we've we haven't just seen this in cases of the Amish. We've seen it in cases of uh, of activists who have also stood their ground. Uh, if you stand your ground in many in many times, they'll come back with another offer. They'll come back and they'll say, well, uh, how about you just do this for us and we'll make this go away. Sometimes they will do that. Uh, in a case, so I think it was our friend Sam in Texas, there was a few hundred dollars that was against him for some sort of speeding thing. And they were willing to just go ahead and make it go away for just a couple hundred. Just give us something. Give us something. 800-259-9231. Uh, your thoughts on the Amish. You think they should be cracked down upon? Should this, this man be thrown out of his house? You tell us. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. (laughs) 
Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free. And those include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. That again, shrine.freetalklive.com. And join us for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. It's coming up in March, March 5th through the 8th. It's going to be happening in Nashua, New Hampshire at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Hundreds of liberty activists from around the country and around the world will be gathering together, many of them already living here in New Hampshire, a number of them planning to move to New Hampshire, and some of them considering moving to New Hampshire, uh, because that's what the New Hampshire Liberty Forum is about. It's about highlighting uh, some of the great activism that is going on here uh, and giving you the opportunity to meet many of those activists, also uh, while meeting some big-name liberty-minded people like Glenn Jacobs, uh, WWE's Kane, how about Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land, Angela Keaton from antiwar.com and so many more. You can see the full list of speakers over at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Well, I guess I should say full list as of at the moment because the list will be expanding between now and March. So that's one of the reasons why you want to get signed up now because you can get the early bird discount, which I believe is available for another week. If you go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, you'll get the early bird discount. Plus, you can save 10% on your order by using the Free Talk Live discount code, which is 2009FTL. That's 2009FTL. And get on board for the Liberty Forum. We've been for the past couple of years, Mark. We broadcast the show live there. We'll be doing the same thing this time around. And it's always a lot of fun uh, to get to meet listeners of the show and, of course, uh, get to pal around with people like Glenn Jacobs. It's, uh, it's always nice seeing him. And it's just a great time, a great opportunity to meet these people that are making a difference, that are actually standing up to the government, that are, are going to be achieving, hopefully, liberty in their lifetime. We talk a lot about this movement on this program. We talk to many of these people uh, on our phone lines, and many of them are going to be there. So if you've heard them talking on this show and you've always wanted to meet uh, people like Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty, who, by the way, is going to be completing his walk across the country tomorrow morning. He'll be crossing into New Hampshire, making it all the way from Oregon to New Hampshire in uh, like something like 210 plus 210 something days. It's just been an amazing trek, and so he'll be actually at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum speaking. So you'll get to meet some of these super activists, these amazing people, and, of course, uh, network and socialize and do a little after-hours partying and go to uh, panel discussions and so much more. It's all uh, it's a lot of fun. So we look forward to seeing you there at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. And, you know, we really need to bring the Amish people up here to New Hampshire. I guess there's not a lot of good farmland up this way. There's some of it, but not, not a whole lot. It is the granite state, after all. Yeah, um, you know, New Hampshire at one point was uh, all farms, but, but that, if we was, could get, that was before they found the Midwest. If if we could bring the Amish resolve, if we could bring people with the Amish uh, courage that these Amish folk have, I think that would be wonderful. I think they are people to be looked up to because they are not willing to just bow down in the face of these people calling themselves government, making demands of them and their property. Uh, a few more thoughts here from the story from the AP talking about various different... Uh, because the Amish has have doubled their numbers over the last few years. Uh, there are a lot more Amish today than there ever were. And uh, so because of that, they're spreading out to new areas, and these new areas aren't used to dealing with non-cooperative people. 
They're not used to dealing with people that when you tell them, well, you need to do this, this, and this. You've got to get this permit here, this permit here, pay $500 here, $700 here, and you've got to beg, uh, stand in line over there for five hours. And, you know, this whole list, the laundry list of things that you have to do in order to build a home, for instance. And the Amish people just look at them and they say, well, I, I don't have to do any of that because, well, my religion says I don't have to. And these government people just don't know what to do about that. I mean, they, they're used to most people just bowing right down and, and, oh, sure, whatever you say, sir, we'll just take care of that because we don't want to have any trouble. We, we understand you're going to give us trouble and we don't want to have any of that. But the Amish people are willing to make a stand for their belief system, and I find them an inspiration because of that. A few more thoughts on the story here, and that is the attorneys that are acting on behalf of the Amish argue they have a constitutional right to religious freedom. They don't have to conform to building regulations that require them to use architectural drawing smoke detectors, quality-graded lumber, and inspections. According to assistant public defender assigned to the Amish in Morristown, that's what he wrote in court documents, he said that they should be allowed to practice their religion and their religious traditions without interference from the government. The Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, which has taken up the Amish's case in Hammond, plans to file a federal lawsuit in New York the next few weeks arguing just that. And according to the University of Michigan, they have a strong argument. Government must show a strong reason why regulations outweigh religious freedoms, he said. Building officials argue permits and codes ensure structural safety. But Amish homes aren't falling down, he right. said. Uh, Amish homes aren't known for just you know, flow, blowing over in the wind. People aren't getting hurt said the attorney. And, you know, that really should be the number one factor in life, is whether or not people are being hurt by your actions. Right. If they if, are, If there were no building case. codes at all, and someone's house uh, was built, and, you know, it fell over, I think you should be able to sue the person that built the house, or the people that, that built the fair. house. Yeah. Now, I understand, I know what everybody's going to say, but what if they're going to hide behind their corporations. Well, isn't that... Uh, the, you know, our our fault, the American people's fault for allowing the corporations to have been, you know, a, a, corporations are government protection, right? They're government protection from people for their responsibilities. I think that people are responsible for their actions. So what do you think? 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to your phone calls about whatever you want. You can always come back to the Amish topic if uh, you're just now getting to your phones. Let's go to Mark in Philly. You're on Free Talk Live. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Mark in Philadelphia. Oh, hi, Ian. You are on um, the air. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go. All right, I got a question for Ian um, regarding building or, or buying a home. Those pesky government pieces of paper, like IRS tax forms, uh, usually a mortgage broker wants to see them for the last couple of years. How do you get around doing that when you uh, actually bought your home in New Hampshire, your mortgage? Well, I already owned a home down in Florida, so that kind of helped me out because I, I basically had an, an asset to my name, essentially. And so uh, you had a little bit of money in the bank account as well. You can show them the money in the bank account. And, and if you're uh -huh. self-employed, uh, you can show them that you have money coming in. That it's It wasn't easy, necessarily, but it, it's possible. I mean, if you, uh, obviously, the best way to do it would be to buy it with cash. That way you don't have to go through any of that hassle. Yeah, if only I had that kind of money. But <laughs> so... Um, they weren't too big of a stickler to actually see the uh, the tax forms for the last few years. You know, I don't really recall uh, what they wanted to see. It's been so long. It's been a couple of years since I since I bought the place. And things, so. it's gotten uh, harder to to get a mortgage these days than it is than it than it was you know three years ago. That's true. That's true. Any other thoughts all right, well, for us? That was, that was all I had. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Keith in Texas. Keith, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Keith, you're on the air. Hey guys, how's it going tonight? What's on your mind, Keith? Hey guys, how's it going tonight? What's on your 
You can't listen to yourself on the speakers. You got to listen to us on the phone. I just turned it down. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to give you a a thumbs up, guys. I just found out about the site about a week ago. I'm 58 year old, old uh, Vietnam veteran, and man, I think it's great what you guys are doing. And I'm I'm going to be there within a year. I've already made plans. I've been on the phone to my four sons, and man, I'm coming. Wow. Are you talking about the Free State Project? You're coming up to New Hampshire. You mean? Yes, sir. I've I've already signed up and wow. I've made plans. Like I said, I called my four sons and I'm trying to get them interested in it. And uh, I want to tell Ian, uh, buddy, don't let nobody give you no hard time about being pushy about pushing this thing. Because oh, about pushing the Free State Project. Well, <laughs> it was my girlfriend who gave me the hard time. So yeah, I, I realize that. So I kind of take her pretty seriously when she says something. I hear you, man. Uh, Y'all guys are great, and I think it's a good thing what you got planned. I, uh, I've seen firsthand what the government can do and how they try to do things. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can get up there and do something to change all that. I think we are doing something already, and the more people we can have here, the better. I'm curious. You said you're 58, and uh, how, how long did it take you be- between when you first heard about the Free State Project, this movement to, uh, to get as many liberty activists to move to the same geographical area in New Hampshire as possible? How long did it take you from first hearing about it to going ahead and signing up and making that decision? Uh, about 23 hours. That is amazing. Gosh. And I'm also, it's also really awesome that uh, you're in the sort of the, a little bit of the older age bracket. Most free staters are kind of younger. They don't have as many roots that they put down where they currently are. So to have somebody in the upper age bracket to just pull up their roots and say, wow, that's awesome. I'm coming within 24 hours. To make that decision is pretty Im- uh, impressive. And we look forward to seeing you here. I thank you, Keith, for the call tonight. More on the way. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. So enjoy those on us. And uh, those features include the wiki, updates, live streams, all of the stuff you see at freetalklive.com. We give it all away. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can join the AMP program. Mark, can you explain briefly what the AMP program is? AMP program is a program where people join sort of the Free Talk Live club and uh, the membership dues or... Whatever, you know, people decide whether they want to pay from three to on up. I think somebody does 200. It All the money goes to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. That's uh, industry advertising, Google AdWords, things like that. And I, I can tell you that uh, there, there are radio stations that we have as affiliates that we simply would not have without the AMP program. Makes a big difference. You can head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get on board with uh, any major credit card, PayPal, or some of our alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. Perks. There are perks. And, yeah, you do get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Uh, Head over to amp.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls about what you want. We've got Bland on the line in South Carolina listening to WSCFM. Hi. Is your name Bland? Yes, my name is Bland. All right. What's on your mind? Well, it's a funny situation. You talk about these type of permits and everything that have to be issued to town members that, um, you know, residents in the area and whatnot for all kind of things. I mean, it's amazing, you know, how those things kind of, you know, kind of come together, and it just seems like more or less, you know, another way to extrude some sort of taxes from, from people over just about anything. And it's, we, we, in this situation, well, my sister in this particular situation, happened to have a neighbor 
who works for the um, you know the permit office at, at the at the town of Somerville. And, uh, didn't she feel lucky? Oh God, and how she had this this woman takes it upon herself to police her entire neighbors. And here recently, um, my uh, sister had received a letter from the town uh, regarding a little bit of construction debris. And the and the funny thing about all this is is you know, it's okay for her to have bricks and everything stacked up in her yard, and she doesn't seem to need permits or anything, but she goes to put a permanent structure in her yard. She gets away with these things all the time. Sure. Then she happens to, um, you know, put a note on the door, which we end up finding in the yard, or I don't Mm. know if if she did this directly or the town did it directly, um, but we end up getting a letter, uh, you know, after that fact, you know, about some construction debris in the yard. I mean, that we, we were explained that these permits only last six months. In the state of South Carolina, like I didn't know that because I'm a builder anyway. Okay. Um, these these funny things that you know, they, they, it's an outright attack from from a really uh, a neighbor who is just nothing more than a miserable individual. Yep, sounds yeah, about right. And, and, and that's how and, government and, uh, that's how government goes. It's uh, it, it's you know, they're there to reward their friends and punish their enemies. Uh, they don't absolutely. get the same kind of tre- treatment. They simply do not get the same kind of treatment that we do, uh, the absolutely. average individual, and it's it's disgusting. Yeah. Well, this letter that she received is a Gestapo letter. I mean, this is something um, Adolf Hitler would give to his Gestapo to police <laughs> the masses. I mean, this particular letter was the most... I mean, my sister would lose her job and lose her house if she ever had to pay a fine. And it's not just a case of the fine. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, the fine or 90 days in jail, and the fine consisted of $8,698 or 90 days in jail. Very interesting situation. Wow. I mean, you yeah, know, for, for having some junk in your five yard. Days. They only gave her five days. And here's a woman who has recently um, uh, had lost her husband. Well, I can't say that recent. I mean, on the 15th of this month would be the anniversary of her losing her husband in an automobile accident, mm. which she was involved with. And the funny thing about it is, when she's uh, a couple of years ago, when she was on a ventilator, and we didn't know whether she was going to live or die. Uh, she gets a threatening letter in the mail where her husband at that time had to leave her side, come home and mow the grass because the grass was eight inches high. Oh, my god! Or gosh. they're going to have to pay a five $600 fine then for, you know, for that situation. Right, and if you don't pay the fine, then you end up going to jail or they end up stealing your house from you. Which one exactly. would you prefer? Uh, I mean, you know, this is, this is your choice. You don't have a choice. You're going to comply or else. Right, and... You the... have individuals like this. You have individuals like this who are basically... Policing their neighbors with their job status. It's disgusting. Uh, it's it's despicable. I have had a personal experience with this, and I understand that it yeah. is all about compliance. Now, some would argue it's also about the, the fines as well. Certainly, they would love to get their hands on that money also. But they well, really, really just, want it, you it, to it, obey. It's just another way of being a tax collector for the state. It sure is. You know, and, and you know, I'm certain it's nice and all that to create all these jobs and everything, and I'm certain it's very good for the economy. No, it's not. No, it. it's not. No, it can't be good for the economy. And and you know, the government would like you to believe that. Uh, you oh, know, they yeah. they love to say, oh, well, we're creating jobs with all of our new government programs. But government yeah, programs the- don't create products or services of value to the marketplace for the most part. If they did. There's certainly the, firefighters and right, trash collectors. Right. Let me is, tell you what the government is, my friend. Let me yeah. tell you what the government is. Believe me, I know because I've seen enough of this. And, and, and the, my best example of it is, is the government is that scary-looking man that stands on the street and stares at little playgrounds and sees a little child. Hey, little girl, would you like some candy? 
That's what the government is. You can trust me. <laughs> Thank you for the call so, tonight. Many, I appreciate hearing from you, sir. Many have described the government, and I think accurately so, as just the most successful gang in a yes. given geographic area. Brilliantly successful. Uh, it's a gang that has managed to convince its victims that they're needed. It's a gang that has, uh, has managed to uh, indoctrinate people so successfully to believe that they are necessary for, for – they believe – its victims believe that the gang is so necessary that without the gang, the the very fabric of society would tear apart and there would just be apparently just violence in the streets, raping women, burning houses down, children killing children. I mean, heroin addicts strung about everywhere. I mean, if you believe what the government people say, then you believe all that stuff. You believe that we're just moments away from having total... Total chaos in uh, in society if it weren't for these men and women calling themselves government demanding a bunch of fines and paperwork from us, please. Ludicrous. And, and in, in in addition, the government people will always fall back on their excuse of well, you know, you could ask them, well, why are you doing these things? Why are you mandating these permits? Why are you uh, demanding all these uh, oh, uh, this obedience? And they'll say, well, it's what the majority of the people wanted. And it's really not. Um, it's 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 really a funny thing. Uh, to, to, people think that that's true, but if you think about local elections, the average person can't name one of their city councilors. They don't know the mer- name well, of their mayor. Then their excuse, they don't Mark. Go, they don't go to these uh, city council. Their excuse is that that means that they're okay with it. That because they aren't go- that because they aren't going to the city council meetings and because they aren't going to vote, that means that they're okay with it. Yeah, That's well. their excuse. Now, I might say that, well, because they don't vote means that they don't consent. Now, nobody has any proof of either one. Nobody knows what the truth right. really is. I mean, aren't, are they, aren't they just boycotting the election, essentially? That's certainly, what, that's certainly what it seems like to me. But the government people say, well, that just means that you know, they're okay with everything. They don't have to. They don't feel like they want to uh, to register their thoughts because they're a okay with it. Essentially, people will just go along to get along, and they know that there's. You know, we're taught from the very young age. You can't fight city hall. Sure. I wonder why we're taught that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're welcome to share your nightmare experience or uh, with the government zoning or a permitting process, and and, he, and of course the last caller uh, was bland was absolutely correct. It's just extract. It's just more extractions. It's just another excuse to control people, to tell people what they can do with the property that they paid for. You paid for your property. You're the one who should be able to decide what color your house is, or if you want to put a new driveway in, or if you want to, you know, add on a room to the existing home. You should be able to make those decisions. And you are a big adult, aren't you? Can't you make those decisions for yourself? Do you need a government authority out there to say, yes, you may engage in this behavior, citizen? No, you don't need that. You know that you want the the room to be safe. You want the driveway to be of quality. So you're going if, to do your due diligence to make sure you hire a good construction contractor. If you, and if you don't, you'll pay the price. If you don't want uh, people in your neighborhood, uh, you know, parking outside of their garage after dark, or putting a boat in their driveway, or storing a boat on their property, or you know, the, the my- having a commercial vehicle, the myriad of silly, silly rules that there are out there. Why don't you move to deed? Restricted community instead of forcing your rules upon all of us in the entire town. 
I mean, the, the, these tiny little deed-restricted communities, fine. Do whatever you want in there. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. So I'm so excited, Mark, about people uh, like Keith earlier who called, a 58-year-old guy from Texas. He's called up all of his sons, and he said, hey, you guys need to come up to New Hampshire. You need to join the Free State Project because the slaves on this here plantation are getting about sick and tired of this crap. And so essentially what we've done here is – you talked about the plantation analogy earlier, Mark, that everybody is – these countries, what, what people call countries, are really nothing more than big farms, mm-hmm. plantations, and we're all slaves on them. Uh, some of us you have figured go, out the scam. You can go from farm to farm if you want. Right, right. You can go from farm to farm. As long as you pay the tax the, to pass between. The masters will allow you to go from the farm of Texas to the farm of New Hampshire. So you can do that pretty easily. And so come on up here and join the rest of us slaves and get ready for the revolt. 800-259-9231. That's right. A peaceful evolution. Not a revolution. I don't want to start over with this government thing. More on the way. Hour two's coming up. If you're on hold, we'll get to you. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching an hour number two of the live Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. Enjoy Free Talk Live on us at freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls about what you want, let's talk to Ron, listening to WFLA in Florida. Ron, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Hello. Ron. Hi, this is Ron. Uh, I'm a first-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome, sir. What's Sorry for the shock you've experienced. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was listening to you talk about the Amish, and i got nothing but respect for these people, but yeah. I was wondering, when they sell this fine furniture, do they pay income taxes, and when they buy groceries, are they paying sale taxes, or do they hide behind their religion? On that. Well, I, I don't know. Do you think it's hiding behind their religion? Well, if, if they don't have to pay income tax, it is. Why? Does that bother you? Yeah. Why? i got to pay you up the ass. There you go. <laughs> well, I, I understand you have to, but did you hear us talk about sort of the, 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 uh, the cycle of abuse? I mean, just because the government steals from you, should they, have, should they steal from the Amish because the Amish have, you know, I, some kind of intestinal fortitude not to pay them? Well, I understand that, but even sales tax in the grocery store, they get, I know they, they eat a lot of their own food and their groceries and stuff, but they must go to buy sugar they or must. something. They, they must pay some level of uh, a sales tax where they are. I mean, how, how else would you get out of the grocery store, right? Yeah, I just don't know. You know, I've only seen the Amish in Pennsylvania one time. Yep. Well, well I would suspect, I, I, you know, I, I would suspect they pay the taxes in the grocery store. But I, I, I gotta say, I, I think that uh, they're, you know, good folks that uh, don't want to pay into this system. And I haven't gotten that much from the federal government personally. I don't know about you. I, I know that I, I'm, I'm always told that they're defending our freedoms, but it doesn't seem like they're defending as much as uh, offending. You know, they, they're on the offense. Yeah. I was wondering, do the uh, do the young sign up for this selective service? 
Are they it's, eligible for the draft? These are all great questions, and I wish we had an Amish guy on the phone, but then again, that probably violate his religion to be on the phone with us. <laughs> uh, so we're, all we can really do is sit here and speculate. What it seems to me is that the Amish will put their foot down as often as they possibly can get away with. So it's easier to put your foot down when the government is coming directly to you and making a demand than it is to put your foot down with a business owner, because the guy running the grocery store isn't going to stop collecting taxes because he's scared just like you are, uh, Ron, and just like like most people are, he's scared that if he doesn't do what the government says, that they're going to come in and shut down his grocery store. So the Amish are probably not interested in going ahead and fighting that particular battle, uh, whereas when the government comes to them and says, you better do this to your home, or you better uh, you know, ask us permission before you do something to your home, or else, then that's when the Amish will put their foot down and say, well, the hell with you. Uh, and I can't yeah. imagine that very many of them are doing income taxes either, but I think that's a great question. Do the Amish pay yeah. income taxes? We'll have, to, we'll have to ask the Internet and see uh, if the Internet that knows the answer. Okay, because I agree on that building permits. They, they build fine furniture and fine houses. So, uh, so I mean, so you agree. So at one point you were saying that you were kind of upset that they didn't have to pay taxes or that they would not pay taxes, but now you're saying you're okay with them not paying for the building permits? Well, no, it's the federal taxes on income. When they sell that furniture, do they have to pay income taxes on that as an income? I don't know. Do you have to pay it? Yes, I have to pay an income tax. Well, what will happen if you don't? They'll come get me. <laughs> and then I'll what? I'll be working for the county. I'll be working for the state. <laughs> what would happen if a bunch of people stopped paying? I don't know. I'd like to see that. I, yeah, I hear so actually. I. I hear 60 million uh, people in the United States don't pay taxes, and that's the ones that are working, not housewives and, and children. Oh, you know what? We actually yeah. have uh, an Amish guy on the line here. Let's let's bring him in here. Uh, Stephen in Kentucky. Stephen, you are on Free Talk Live. Stephen, are you there? Actually, I don't know if we can call you. I probably shouldn't have asked to a yeah. conference without uh, checking with the board out first. Stephen, you are you are there. Okay, I don't know if we still have Ron or not, but uh, Ron, are you there still? Nope. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, anyway, we'll ask Ron's question for him here. Stephen, for, apparently you grew up Amish. Do you know if the Amish pay, and I know you're calling for a different reason, but let's get the questions out of the way here. Do you know if the Amish pay income tax? Uh, honestly, no, we don't. Uh, awesome. It's, it's, very, uh, it, it's very hard to explain. It's It's like we get a a card basically that also it, it states that if somebody does come to us then we can show them the card and basically just leave this alone until you know however much more accumulates and really? then it's just a process over and over huh okay so uh so what were you calling about tonight um first to answer the other guy's question about the grocery store the card also works for that too Really? So, hmm. uh, an interesting thing. But, Sounds a little uh, unbelievable, I must say. The, uh, some of the things that the Amish people do that most people mislead. Uh, most people think we're, or well, I'm not anymore, but consider them uh, weird or unreasonable to, to modern-day technologies. Basically, we're, well, I was a simple person, uh, we didn't really, we didn't do much. We had, you know, everyday things uh, like the food. Uh, if we do go to the grocery store, it's extremely rare. And Yeah, Amish are very self-sufficient, and I imagine that they do a lot of trading amongst themselves in their communities. Uh, yes, what yeah. A, selective uh, service, no selective service? You don't sign up for that at 18? No, no. They yeah. probably don't even know their kids exist, Mark. I mean, odds are good they're having their their they're doing home birthing. Did you get a Did you get a birth certificate? Uh, no, we no. don't. It's it's basically like we have a uh, a house maiden. 
who is uh, designated to deliver children. Yeah, so, I mean, if they're completely off the grid as far as uh, they're having babies, then there's no way the federal government will even pick up when that they exist. I mean, if they're not filling yeah, out, yes. if they're not filling out uh, Social Security applications and uh, birth certificate applications, then they're, you're essentially non-entities to the federal government. Yeah, uh, so I was going to explain one of the uh, main rituals that uh, we Amish uh, take part in. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds somewhat ridiculous, but... Uh, once a year, there is usually a newborn uh-huh. who it, – it's basically tradition that one of the new, newly of-age people who turned uh, 18 recently, they will basically sacrifice a child <laughs> to Molech. Yeah, I knew you were a Is cranker. it a male or female baby? <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter – Thanks for the call. Oh, well. He tried. So much for the card explanation. It sounded fishy right off the bat to me. 1-800. You did say something like that. Yeah, 1-800-259-9231. I figured if we asked I enough questions, we'd find out if, if that was gonna, for real. If they're going to crank, I'm going to let them go all the way. Yep, yep. All as right, long so, as they don't say, you know, say any bad words. I don't, yeah, I don't believe that the, uh, the Amish actually sacrifice babies. Doesn't seem like something they would do. All right, we continue with your phone calls about what you want. Uh, we will go to, is this, uh, I believe, a lady call? Iris, listening in South Carolina to WSC. Ladies first. Hello, Iris. I'm here. You are on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I am the sister of the previous caller, Bland, and I'm the Ah. homeowner. And I have a neighbor that is policing this entire neighborhood through her position with the town planner's office. And I'm wondering what my legal recourse is. Um, well, that's a good question. Yeah, right, like I know. <laughs> I, uh, My husband died um, two years ago, and she has really stepped up the pace. So she works for the t- the town government? She works for the town t- planner. She's Figures. secretary. You know what? I have this exact same problem. <laughs> There's a woman that lives down the street from me who li- who works in the city planner's office, and mm-hmm. she had an issue with me because, uh, allegedly, we don't know the true story, but uh, because I called up and I, I made a point on a radio show, that she, a local radio show that she was guest uh, guest hosting on, and uh, apparently she it didn't like that. uncomfortable. Right. She, she, she felt uncomfortable so. about what I uh, what I had to say, and so she came after me uh, for some of the things that the tenants had, uh, my, my tenants, my duplex had in their yard, mm-hmm. and I pushed it all the way to the end, uh, and they threw me in a jail cell over it. I would not comply with what they were demanding, uh, and they threw me in a jail cell. So, I mean, that's your legal recourse is to try to take them on in court and see what they do to you. I mean, who knows? Well, she has threatened me with a $9,000 fine, 90 days in jail, and two months after my husband died, she put she had a um, tag put on a vehicle in my yard that the tag had run out two weeks prior to, and I had 30 days removed to remove it because she it was an abandoned vehicle. And it'll never end either. You know, if, if she's in that position, she can use that position against you for all of time. And so it's a great question, Iris. I'm going to throw it out to the listeners, and I thank you for the call tonight. If you've got a response for Iris, what can she do? Does she have any recourse against this bureaucrat that is clearly targeting her uh, in this uh, zoning case? Your thoughts? It's Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. It is the live Saturday edition and the toll-free number brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI is 1-800-259-9231. And again, 800-259-9231. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And those features include the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. For your download of convenience at freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, join libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. Apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz from March 7th through the 12th and Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia from March 14th through the 19th. Visit LibertarianSeminars.com for more information. If you are or know somebody who is an undergraduate, graduate student, or recent graduate, you're eligible for uh, um, for the seminar at LibertarianSeminars.com. All right, we go back to your phone calls about what you want, and we'll talk to Dave in New York. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Evening, fellas. Hey, Dave, what's on your mind tonight? i got a really interesting math equation for you. All right, sure. If you take the square miles of Australia... And then multiply that by 640, which gives you the acreage. And then divide that by 6 billion people, the Earth's population. You get one-third, a little less than one-third of an acre per person. That's okay, darn so good. You, so what you're so, saying is the world is not overpopulated? Not even close. No, it's not. It's not even close. No. So when you hear all these people saying the world's overpopulated, we need to do this, that, and the other, it's all BS. Yep. The, the, whole, the whole landfill thing is a bunch of crap, too. Uh, like they're, like we're running out of space to put uh, <laughs> this stuff in a landfill. I'm not saying that anybody wants a landfill in their backyard, but, you know, there's 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 space for this. This, Didn't this they is count? how you return things to the earth. There was a uh, program, Penn & Teller's BS, they did one on recycling, which also covered the issue of landfills, and they had somebody actually run the numbers very similar uh, to what you just did, Dave, and they ran the numbers on... If the whole world generated X amount of garbage every single year, uh, over X amount of years, that that you could take all of that garbage and you could just compress it all into one very small, tiny little location like the size of a, a small city or something like that. I, I mean, I don't remember the exact numbers, but they showed a, a little blip on a map of America as to where all of the garbage could go, and it was it was nothing. I mean, it was just... The the whole idea is just poppycock that we're running out of room. People need to stop having babies. I saw that movie Idiocracy you recommended. That was quite good. Yeah, Idiocracy is a brilliant film. People should uh, go out and see that. I won't get into the details on what it's about, but uh, it's a Mike Judge live-action movie, and it's it's one of those hidden gems out there. Any other thoughts for us, Dave? Yeah, what I was kind of getting at is, uh, have you ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones? I have heard of them, but I don't recall what they are. What What is that? Okay, they're like um, four tablets north of Atlanta with eight different languages, kind of like a Rosetta Stone. Okay. And they, uh, they were put up by a guy named R.C. Christian, which nobody can find any records on the guy. The only time they ever seen him is when he went to the granite fan, uh, factory in Georgia. And now they've been standing erect for like 25 years, and nobody knows who owns them or who takes care of them or anything. But somebody spray painted all over him. Mm. Um, oh. One of the uh, everybody's favorite conspiracy theorists put it one of his movies. So people got angry and wrote a whole bunch of stuff on it. I'm wondering if I could read the Ten Commandments on them real quick because that ties into my little math equation. So these are not the usual Ten Commandments. No, not at all. Okay, go ahead. Okay, 
maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, guide reproduction wisely, improve fitness and diversity, unite humans with a living language, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. I guess it repeats itself twice at the end. Well, you know, some of it I'm okay with. Some of it I find well, absolutely I abhorrent. Yeah. How you gonna... 500 million, that's, uh, that's just slightly over the uh, American population. We got 300 million or so. I guess they should nuke the rest, right? Um, they, you know, how would you uh, keep people from breeding is really, I, I, I've heard this uh, posited by many people, and I can tell you I've met plenty of people that shouldn't breed. Um, huh. But, you know, how are you going to stop them from doing it? It would be totalitarian. Yeah. It's the only way you could do it. I, suppose, it I suppose you should spay and neuter them. Yeah. It would be some form of eugenics through uh, poisoning the food supply. Thanks, like Dave. Doing now. I appreciate your call tonight, and I'm not sure what the, you know, the, uh, Georgia Guidestone's been vandalized, apparently with some conspiracy theorist or something who uh, who allegedly did it. I mean, I, I'm sad to hear anything being vandalized. Of course, it didn't sound like it was the greatest text in the world, but was it private property, or was it just somebody put some stones up in a field somewhere? I don't know. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, we continue here and talk to Horace, listening to WFLA in Florida. Hello, Horace. Hi, Horace? how are you doing tonight? Just great. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, the the, the, the play with Iris uh, it kind of got me thinking because uh, the, the two worst uh, institutions on this earth are planning boards and homeowners associations. <laughs> well, she wasn't and, talking about a homeowners association as much as she was talking about a government. Uh, oh, I see. You were saying planning both boards, planning yeah. boards. I couldn't understand the well, planning well, board part. Well, well, that's why they're that's why they're worse. I see. The only only recourse she really has is to find some other people who have some arguments with the planning board, either some stuff that's real or something's imagined, and then go to the mayor or the town or the town manager or whatever, and let them know that their job is in danger because they're going to organize as many people as possible who have a problem with this, and you go right to the top. Yeah. Because once the mayor feels threatened by his job or, or he gets a flack, he's going to talk to him. He's going to start doing things. I can tell you this group, board, this group won't be the first group that goes up to the mayor and says, if you don't do what we want, we're not going to vote for you. I mean, you know, the politicians get, get threatened with the lack of votes on a regular basis. And that's I, true. I, guess I imagine you'd have they're to take it somewhat uh, immune to it. I, I, I know at some point they're going to listen. Right. But, you'd have to have some level of critical mass to where he'd take you seriously as opposed to just some other upset, you know, handful of voters. Right, which is why you organize everybody who's ever been before the planning board and didn't get the decision their way. Yeah. Um, I guess you could do that. You'd have to, like, what, dig through all the paperwork and figure out who has appeared in front of the planning board and then go find all those people? Is that pretty much the process? Post, post uh, notes on, on billboards all over town. Uh, just really start grassroots organizing. But that's the only way unelected officials can be dealt with is, is through the elected officials. That's certainly a good point, and I'm glad you brought that up. I think another way that people could deal with it, and I know they're not going to want to do it this way, but another way they could deal with it is by just um, having a, like a, a property tax protest. Basically say, look, you know, we're not paying your property taxes anymore. If you're going to be extracting money from us, we're not going to, uh, if you're going to f- force us to obey your stupid rules, 
then we're just not going to pay you anymore because we don't consent and uh, withdraw their consent and and make a stand on principle. And if you have enough people doing that, then what are they going to do? Are they going to throw a bunch of families out on uh, yeah, out of their homes in the middle of the winter time? Doesn't seem very likely. Well, true. And either way, you're you're going right to the mayor or the elected officials, and you're saying this is why we're doing this, and they'll feel the heat. Yep, but it's going to take a multi. It's going to take a large amount of people uh, to go ahead and find a little bit of courage to make a stand either way in that case. And I hope somebody. I hope Iris can uh, can find some like-minded folks to help her out down there, and or I guess there in South Carolina. And I thank you for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Mike's on the line. Mark as well. Your calls about what you want at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, and they include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. And see what it's all about. You can edit virtually anything you see there. It's like the listener editable version of our website, wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. The main sponsor of the show is SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables, but they don't do collections like you always hear about these collections companies. They, they, they collect from customers with, you know, respect for people and, you know, they don't break any kneecaps or they aren't mean to people on the phone. If you have a business, Support SACL CAI. Um, you can find out more about them by going to freetalklive.com. They're the first banner at the top of the page on the right-hand side. SACL CAI. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. We go to Mike in Florida listening to WFLA. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, Mike. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I just heard your comments earlier and your questions about uh, some of the Amish. And up until two years ago, I lived in Holmes County in Ohio, and... Uh, which is the largest Amish community in the United States. Okay. And most all of my neighbors were Amish, so I might be able to answer some of your questions, but certainly not all of them. One of the questions earlier was, do Amish people pay federal income tax? I'm not 100% sure about that one. Uh, Okay. uh, It it may very well depend on whether they're an independent farmer with no other income other than their farm or whether they actually have jobs. Amish hold all kinds of jobs. They... Uh, work on computers, work in restaurants, you know, uh, woodworking shops. Uh, not everybody who's Amish is a farmer. Nope. Now, if, if an Amish person is working on a computer, wouldn't that make them a Mennonite, or is there some sort of sect nope. of Amish nope. people that can get away with that? The, the Amish don't have anything uh, against having, uh, against using technology like phones or electric lights or computers. They just choose not to have them in their homes. And it's a personal choice thing. And the reason they do it is because they think that it leads to pridefulness. If you have mm. a fancy car, that might make you more proud than the next guy. I see. Which they think is one of the largest sins you can have is pridefulness. So they choose to live simple lives, but it doesn't overflow into their workplaces. Gotcha. Anything else you wanted to share with us? Uh, I don't know about the income tax per se, but I do know they say they pay sales tax and usage taxes. Mm-hmm. 
they go in a grocery store, they pay the same sales tax anybody else would. Can't and imagine they, how they, they get out of it. They, well, they don't. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, how they would. Well, I think that's a legal tax. I don't think they have any uh, recourse but to pay that. They may be able to opt out of income taxes, just like uh, that 60,000 people or so you mentioned earlier. Oh, I'm not sure they're opting out. I think they're just not paying. <laughs> well, isn't well, that effect- is that effectively opting out? Is not paying? I mean, really, well, when, you pay, years when, ago, when you pay, when you work for yourself, um, you're essentially opting into the income tax if you decide to give the government it. any money. Well, uh, I started the research at myself a few years ago because I got interested in opting out, and I never really followed through with it. But what I came to understand at the time was that paying income tax was a voluntary tax, which you voluntarily agreed to do once you sign a W-2 form. You're basically saying, I'm signing up for this program. I, I've heard that, and, I, and my and understanding is that Wesley Snipes is going to prison for just that. <laughs> Well, now, you can withdraw from it, and again, this is something that, that I was studying years ago, and I can't be 100% as accurate, but at the time, um, I was under the understanding that you could withdraw from the income tax program, but there was documentation you had to fill out. There a lot of people one. make a lot of claims, and there are a lot of people that will tell you that if you follow their path, that you'll be able to get away with all this stuff. And I think the reality of the situation is that it doesn't matter what documents you file. If the government people want to come after you, then they will. And if they if they come after you and they want to put you in a jail cell, then they'll find a way to do it. And so, for the most part, most people get away with it, and from time to time, they'll uh, they'll attack a celebrity like Willie Nelson or yeah. uh, or uh, Wesley Snipes, for instance. And so, I think the average person has a much greater chance than uh, than somebody like Wesley Snipes of just kind of keeping below the radar. I think you're actually probably better off not sending any paperwork in. Not that I'm an expert. I certainly haven't done as much research as you have, but it would seem to me that if you're sending in paperwork to the IRS saying, I'm opting out, see you later, then that's going to bring bring a little more attention than you might be looking for upon you. That's just how I feel about it. Well, uh, from what I understood back at the time that I was looking into this, that was exactly what was happening. The people who did opt out did get a lot of attention from the IRS and were taken to court and so forth but that the courts couldn't do anything because legally they were within their rights. I'd love to see it this court case because pressure brought on. I, I can tell you I'd love to see this court case because I've uh, I, we keep a good close eye on this. Yeah. And the, it's it's the yeah. rare individual that manages to get away with these things. I, I know there was one person that was paying their uh, employees in gold. in gold American coins. So like gold $20 coins and they were paying them in, on a contractor basis well below the minimum wage because they were giving them essentially eight hundred dollar coins that had a twenty dollar face value oh that's cool wow so (laughs) so that's one way you could do it i suppose but as far as the stories that you're referring to you'd think that if those were were true then they'd be all over the the tax freedom websites like oh here you go here's the proof i mean really easy look what these folks did they just filled out these forms no problem but instead what you end up finding is people peddling books and people peddling you know their way if you just Give them $600, they'll consult with you and show you how to do it. So you have to be really really cautious out there in that realm. And I, you know, I'm somebody who just says, ah, oh, screw it, I'm just not going to participate. And it's worked for me so far. I thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. We continue here, and we will talk to Mark in Ohio. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, here's a little clarification on those Amish folks. Um, I used to have a bunch of them work for me, uh, building barns and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And they pay taxes, income tax, and they are conscientious objectors when it comes to uh, military service. 
Right. Yeah, I can't imagine how somebody who doesn't believe in uh, fighting would be, you know, any good in the military anyway. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, their their philosophy is they would hate to think that they would take a human life. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be taking a human life either. Human life. I don't blame right. them for that. Exactly. Yeah, especially for a government or for a political gain or whatever. And uh, they do. Um, they own the guys I employed. Uh, they had a, a non-Amish person did their driving. Yeah. You pay the trip charge coming in. They were over on the west side of Ohio, so these guys were in Indiana. And uh, they owned the saws and things, like a couple of jobs I want to do. They had to go out and buy a saw or buy scaffolding. They've been thinking about scaffolding, you know. And they just went out and bought it for their job, but they don't like, like the gentleman was saying, uh, they don't store it at their location. Huh. <laughs> wow, yeah. use it once and that's it, huh? Well, no, they, oh, no, they, don't, they don't have it at their house. No, oh, they have, a, they have a separate location. They do a lot location. of barn work and stuff. They bought this $1,000 worth of scaffolding because they were going to use it because um, that's what they do. They do a lot of barns and agricultural building and stuff. Uh, but over in Indiana, they work like in the trailer factories. They work in the cabinet factories. And uh, their uh, van broke down, so uh, they couldn't get them all on the van back. So I threw them in my wife's van and took them over well, about an hour and a half away from my house, you know. It was just really cool driving. You go into Indiana and the uh, you turn off with this. They got like a Amish farms type uh, restaurant. A lot of old folks go there, you know, for the kind of mm-hmm. like an 1800s farm setup. Sure. Turn turn south off that road. You're on a gravel road, and here comes a little buggy, and you roll in the driveway. You know, <laughs> there's one kerosene lamp in the window, and that's it. Wow. Total quiet. Total whatever. And the man had just built himself a house. And they don't have the problems in Indiana with uh, with the zoning and stuff in the building, right? Because uh, the Amish and, have been making a stand there for a long time. It's where they're coming in, where they're uh, encountering problems are where they're expanding to places in New York and, and in other places exactly uh, where, where they've never been before. We're us beautiful people with all of our wonderful world uh, have the trouble, but uh, in the same area where I live, we have the Mennonites, which were followers of Minno Simons, part of the Protestant Reformation way back in the day. Um, there's different sects of them that wear the the bonnet because yeah. uh, a hair is a woman's pride and should be kept for her husband, yada, yada, yada. Right. Ooh, yeah. And then I was with a bunch of friends of mine that were German Baptists, which is very similar. They, they have buttons on their pants because zippers are sinful, whatever. Yeah. Amazing. I thank you for the look uh, the look inside the Amish community. It sounds like you actually have some real experience, unlike our earlier one of our earlier callers. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Livewire, Andrew, Dennis, all on the line. Ladies, if you call, you come first on Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live, it is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. We told you about that earlier. Uh, you can also uh, you can also help us out by promoting the show at promote.freetalklive.com. Lots of different ways for you to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations and get more people listening to the show. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com to see the uh, the full laundry list of options as we go to your phone calls here. And let's talk to Livewire listening to WFTL in Florida. Hello, Livewire. 
Good evening. I'd like to comment on uh, some upcoming entertainment awards uh, going on with the, the actors. Uh, and I'll, I'm not normally a soothsaying person, but I'd like to make the prediction that the best actors award would go to that Obama guy. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah, he... I think it's going to be Heath Ledger, actually, just because he died. So are you suggesting that Obama was acting like he was a liberal in order to get votes, and now the liberals are very upset because he's uh, not really acting like a liberal anymore? Oh, no, he, he's definitely uh, a liberal, and that's just it. The name of the movie would also be that Obama guy. Uh, he, uh, you know, they've already given one to Al Gore, and most of what he is promoting is a bunch of BS. Mostly. And, and it's... An example of that would be the the issue of fluorescent lighting. More and more, they want to ban, uh, rather ban incandescent lighting and go to fluorescent lighting. However, there's mercury inside of a fluorescent light. When that bulb gets broken, the mercury is released into the atmosphere and yep. does more harm than an incandescent bulb. Well, that's all true from what I can understand. However, have you do you do understand that the liberals, uh, the ones who consider themselves real uh, progressives, are very upset. At uh, at Barack Obama, you you understand that the the people that consider themselves real progressives are essentially saying that this guy is a uh, you know a wolf in sheep's clothing and that he's not who he uh, he pretended like he was that he's he's apparently adding a bunch of uh, neocons essentially to his uh, to his cabinet. Well, uh, I don't know if that's supposed to be new information as far as I'm concerned. It's been that uh, that's been known information for quite some time, but. Uh, yeah, I think he would be a writing candidate to, to win the award. Thanks for the call and tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Andrew listening to, I believe, Radio Free Oklahoma in Tulsa. Andrew? Hey, can you hear me? Are you listening to Radio Free Oklahoma? Yeah, I, yeah. It's I don't, I don't really know what, what... It's a new station we got up here. It's 91.1. Okay, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well... You know, like the last one I was talking about, Obama, I mean, he's just doing what his handlers want him to do, you know. What does the that main mean? Topic, the main topic I wanted to talk about was the Bilderberg Group. Are you guys familiar with that? I've heard of them. Heard the, the stories. They've got a bunch of uh, elite people that meet together at a hotel and hang out, right? They plot the destruction well, of the world yeah, or something? Yeah, more than that. I mean, they own 70% of the stuff in the world right now. The, the 70% of the what? 70% of the stuff in the world. The stuff in the world? Uh, it was my understanding that the uh, largest landowning uh, entity in the world was the Catholic Church, actually. No, no. I mean, you know, stuff that makes money, like diamond mines, oil, you know, all the utilities stuff, everything. You know, I mean, Rothschild. You ever hear of Rothschild? Yeah, uh, banking family. Yeah, he's worth about $400 trillion. He's like the, one of the main kingpins in how the come, whole mess. How come he didn't make that Forbes list that they uh, they, they send out there where Bill Gates is the <laughs> richest guy in the world? Maybe because he doesn't live well, wait, is it the world or United States, Mark? Maybe it's because he doesn't live the in the, the U.S.? No. Well, the thing is, these guys don't don't like to everybody to know what they're doing. You know, like Rockefeller, I wonder how much he's worth. He's never on the, you know, Fortune 500 or nothing, you know. But no, these are guys that are really, they've done this in secrecy for, you know, since 1953, and they've been coming together since 1953. There's 120 of them, and what they do, they plan on what they're going to do in the world. They use their collective clout to, you know, manipulate. So what are you going to do about it? Now, I'll tell you, there's, uh, they have this, uh, this meeting, I guess, once a year at a place called the Bohemian Grove. Are you familiar with this? 
No. Okay. Yeah, was, they, in, there's, a, there's a Bohemian Grove meeting also, but that's that's uh, separate. It's yeah, a different but, world, yeah, Elite yeah, Smart. Now, now I, I I read a book written by a, a gentleman called Them, and it's uh, exposing. I, I think it's uh, living living among. Um, I don't. I can't remember what the the subtitle is. Anyway, fringers. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> essentially the guy says uh, that that he went there and you know it, it it's 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 no big deal. So well, no, that's the, yeah. The Bohemian Grove, I don't know. As a lot of people can say, that's twenty seven hundred acres up in Northern California, where they got this big statue of Moloch, and they do these funny um, rituals and have homos cavort with homosexual things and everything. Yeah, he didn't I mean, mention that. Kind of, he didn't. Huh? He didn't mention that. Mark? No, he didn't mention that whole homosexual thing. And he says, yeah, they have a uh, they have a style, uh, an, an owl statue, and there's owls all over the 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 place. But it's about as weird as saying, uh, wow, I went into a hotel, a Hilton hotel, and they have big giant H's everywhere. So uh, here's my uh, my question for you. Going back to your original reason for calling, you mentioned the Bilderberg Group, uh, this me- this group of elites uh, from around the world that meets up and allegedly plots the, the you know the destruction of society or something. And right. uh, what is it that you plan you know, on doing about that? It's not the destruction that? of society. It's, they actually have an agenda to make a ten-nation world, you know, ten-area world. And they've already, you know, got the European I believe Union. You that, I, I believe you that there are people that want to have a one-world government. I think they're going to come up against opposition from the people that don't want the one-world government, like the, uh, the, the, the people that are presidents of tiny little countries that don't want to lose uh, the amount the of control that they have. Whatever you, you mean, whatever like you, Pakistan? they call them, uh, whatever Argentina, wherever. But my question for you yeah. is, presuming this is true, and it is true, there is a Bilderberg group, and they do meet, uh, and they are world elites. I mean, all that's true, from what I can tell. Uh, presuming all that, what is it that you plan on doing about it? I mean, are you just trying to let people know well, that there I'm, are elites? I'm doing it right now, talking to you. I don't know. I thought you had a cool shot. Well, what's it going to do, I, though? I mean, but but my my, I'm not trying to jump down your throat here, but I'm just curious as to what do you think that's going to accomplish? I mean, you're telling people that elites have been well, meeting was, for the last several decades to plan the world, uh, you know, to plan world world government. I mean, if somebody's surprised by that, I guess that's something, I suppose, but. I mean, is that really that shocking? I mean, is it unusual to believe that these elite types have been hanging out and, and plotting and meeting with one another? And, and if that's the case, if it, if it is unusual, then what do you think is going to change as a result of a bunch of people coming to understand that? Well, I'll tell you. I, you know, I've known about them for 20 years. I mean, okay, like this uh, recent bailout and all this coming depression and everything. I mean, see, these same guys are the ones, you know, the Federal Reserve is owned by a private private entities, mainly in Europe, okay, which is out of these same bunch, right? So what they do, they, they, they organ, they, what they do, they, they engineer all these fluctuations in our economy in order to benefit them. Well, I, you know, even on a worldwide scale, it goes all the way back to the World Bank. I'd agree that so they are right. positioned to benefit from the fluctuations. Um, I don't know that uh, Alan Greenspan knew that he was engineering fluctuations. I think he thought he was doing a pretty good job. Alan then, Greenspan's a pawn. Okay, he does he does what these guys tell him to do. You, you don't but think there's a chance you, that he's maybe like a rook or a knight instead? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He might be something like that. But I, I you know. I, the, the, no, I don't think so. You know, I mean, the thing is, they, they, these, the main guys that that are holding most of, you know, the wealth of the world, they have these minions that do these things for them, and that they're doing it for different reasons. Some of them doing it because they think a one-world government would be great. 
Some of them are just evil like they are, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's a so compartmentalized what do you thing. Expect, I mean, what do you expect people to do as a result of receiving this information that you're, you're delivering here? I mean, what, is, what do you expect people to do? Also turn around and tell everybody that, you know, there's a world group of elites that's controlling everything? I think, I, that, I think it's does, pretty obvious that there's a group of elites that are right, controlling but, everything. But, I don't but, know that it's one group. I think it's several but groups. How does but that knowledge, how, how does that knowledge help anybody do anything differently? Well, you know, I mean, if, if all of a sudden, you know, like there's uh, people in this recent uh, economic problem we've had here that have lost a lot of money. Well, if, if everybody really found out that it was engineered and that, you know, a lot of these, some of these people in Congress and some of our, you know, in our, our legislators in our land actually know about this kind of stuff. And well, wait, they aren't they really pawns too? Well, wait, aren't huh? the Congress people pawns as well? Or do the pawn, do the pawn uh, making stop at the presidential level? No, there's um, they, they they have different groups. Like take the governors, okay? They got they form something called the board of governors. So they invite all these governors over there and talk about their agendas and blah blah this and blah blah that. And so you're saying the governors see, are pawns? And, you're saying that the president's a pawn? No, listen, they can they see who they can get in sympathetic with them, okay? Gotcha. So and, I, and, and we're short on time, man. I'm sorry. I started keeping interrupting. We're very short on time. So what you're saying is that you hope that some representatives will make a stand against the Federal Reserve and that'll solve this problem. No, if the people in the United States wake up that we're really being controlled by, you know, a, a bunch of people, uh, you know, that, that are doing this. What about my, what about the city councilors in the city that I live? Are they also pawns? Well, no, you know. No. Okay. You know, but no, I will no, point this no, out, though, and, and I thank you for the call tonight. I'd like to point something out here. The people that are uh, in the city government uh, have much more control over my life and my ability to be a free person than anybody at a federal or United Nations level. It's those people that I'm most concerned with as far as having them stopping controlling me. More on the way. Hour 3 is coming up. You can take control. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching at hour number three of the show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. We give ours away. So enjoy all that on us at freetalklive.com. Uh, last hour, the very end of the hour, I really didn't get a chance to uh, to, to quite explain what it was I was uh, trying to get at. So I want to just recap briefly for those of you just tuning in. Uh, we had Dennis call in. Uh, excuse me, it wasn't Dennis. It was actually Andrew calling from Oklahoma. We'll talk to Dennis here in a moment. But uh, we had Andrew on the line, and he was telling us about uh, something we've heard about in the past, and that is the uh, the much mysterious Bilderberg Group, this group of uh, elite government people, financier, uh, financiers, more, more like business people, business people. Well, no, they have. Um, they've had Hillary Clinton and uh, government people right. come out there too. The, the Bilderberg Group invites those people um, that they, you know, they believe whatever. They're part of the group. Groom. They're part of the group. The, the, okay. You know, the world elites are meeting and plotting, and you know, they're running the Federal Reserve. And of course, everybody knows that at least if they've listened to this show for a little while, that the Federal Reserve is a big scam. And so, a lot of what he's saying, you know, a lot of what he was saying is probably true. I mean, uh, there is a 
Bilderberg Group, and it is made up of uh, world elites, and they probably do own a lot of stuff. That's all probably true. And, and I'm sure it's true that many of them would like the idea of a one-world government. In fact, if you dig around through their own writings, many of them admit to it. So none, none sure. of this is really secret. I'd like to have a one-world government where I was king. None of this is really a secret. I mean, if you do enough digging, you can find out all of this information. It's it's publicly available. And so I was asking the caller, what is it that he was intending to do by spreading this info? What is it that you expect to change? What do you think's going to happen? I mean, if obviously his intention was to get people aware of this, right? To raise awareness that there are world elites meeting to control the world. And I, okay. So people come to understand that, and how is that going to affect their daily lives exactly? How is that going to actually change something about what it is that they do with themselves during the day? It's not really going to do anything. He sort of uh, suggested that maybe a couple of representatives will make a stand with Ron Paul, for instance, and uh, and try to abolish the Federal Reserve. But, of course, if indeed these people are so powerful and so entrenched, it's not very likely that's going to get anywhere. I mean, Ron Paul hasn't gotten anywhere with his Previous right. He, he uh, introduces a bill to get rid of the Federal Reserve every time he can. Right. I think it's every two years or something. He's probably lucky if he can find a co-sponsor for He's it. He's lucky if he can find a parking space in Washington. They don't like him very much. Right. So, I mean, all that considered, I mean, you could go on to say that the elites, they, they uh, have a catalog of dirty details on all the representatives so they know not to step out of line and they're being controlled and, and so on and so forth. So, again, the question comes back to... Well, what's really the point of all this? I mean, don't don't Americans kind of inherently know that they're ruled? Don't they kind of know that there's this class of people, whether they're the governments or the business or the elite business owners or whatever, that, that essentially rule over them? Don't they kind of inherently know that? I think that people know that uh, you know the, the, the rich, uh, you know, the richer you are, the more preference preferential treatment you get by from the government. Absolutely, they've been told that you uh, you can't fight city hall, and they certainly don't believe you can fight the federal government. So. I just don't really see there there's really any end game to promoting the you know this kind of conspiracy idea of the uh, of the Bilderberg group. I I just don't really see any real value to it. I don't know if it's going to shake anybody out of their slumber and get them to do anything significantly different in their lives. In fact, what it kind of does is it disempowers people. The, the the whole belief system that right. there you can't is this, do anything. right this this kind of this hopeless situation where there are these world elites and they already are established and they already have all this power and they already have allegedly all these government people under their thumb and under their control so when you hear all of that and you come to believe it if you believe it then you'll feel like well what can i do I mean, I'm just a little guy here. I'm just here uh, building houses, or I'm just here working at a, a restaurant, or whatever it is that you do. You know, what is it? What is it that I could do about a situation like that? How is it that the uh, the little guy can do something against a multi-billionaire and all of his billionaire buddies and their friends in politics? I mean, it just seems like a very daunting uh, situation, and so it it kind of contributes. To this defeatist mindset of, oh, well, we're screwed. I guess we better keep our heads down and, and not do anything because we don't want, the, we don't want these uh, world elites targeting us. We don't want anything bad to happen. So I just don't think it's healthy. I don't think it promotes anything uh, in, in the way of helping people, first of all, number one, understand liberty. I don't think that promoting uh, fringe conspiracy theories does anything to help educate people as to what principle is. And to what the nonviolent or the non-aggression principle is, 
which is a very simple idea to help people understand, and that is that those who agree with the nonviolent or not, not, rather, not, rather non-aggression principle understand that in order to, to truly have freedom in our lives, we have to allow others to be free. We have to allow them to be as free as we would like to be. And so I want total freedom, so I'm, allow, I would, I'm willing to allow others to have total freedom to control their lives, as long as they don't harm anybody else. Obviously, nobody, wants, nobody with any sense in their heads would like people to be hurting others. But uh, that's, that's a pretty simple idea, and it doesn't take a lot of convincing to get people on board for that, because that's how most people live their lives already. We don't go around harming one another because it's in our best interest to treat one another, one another with respect. So it's not hard to help people understand what liberty is all about. But if all you're doing is talking about the world elites, they want to control you, they're, they're out there, the Bilderbergs, they're meeting in the, the woods, and they're, uh, they're having sacrificial uh, ceremonies, and, and, they're, and they're plotting to control the world. None of that really constructs anything positive. Do you see where I'm coming from on that? I do. All right. I think I've got made it clear at this point. 800-259-9231. So while I agree that there are people who are world elites who want to control the world, I'm focused on doing something in my life to achieve liberty in my lifetime. And, of course, we talk a lot about the Free State Project. That's what I've chosen to do, to gather with other activists in New Hampshire and to do activism and to make liberty happen if we can. Now, of course, the defeatists... Because if if you're in this con- conspiracy realm, you've been told all these things about how well, they, the world elites, they want to eliminate 80% of the world's population. Somebody called about the Georgia and Guidestones some, earlier. Some believe uh, different levels of these uh, things and, and, and others. Some of them would believe, uh, you know, that, that the story that, uh, you know, that there's lizard aliens running these uh, world elite organizations. Some believe that. Some believe that. Yeah. So it, the rabbit hole goes very, very, very deep. And the deeper and, you go, the more uh, depressing it becomes. And the the more defeatist uh, the defeatist the viewpoint becomes, and so when you when you come across a fringe conspiracy theorist adherent, and you you essentially propose an idea like the Free State Project, and you say, well, hey, you know, it's it's nice and all that you want to go and tell people about what you believe here. That's great. I understand you want to wake people up to the fact that they're controlled and the fact that they're slaves. That's all true. Everybody's you know, pretty much a slave in this country and around the world. So that's all true. It's nice that you want to wake people up to that. But when you propose the idea of a solution, when you say, well, let's get together and let's do some activism and achieve liberty in our lifetime, they say, whoa, I can't stick my head up above the water. They're just going to bite it off. Whoa, you can't gather people together. They're going to roll in tanks. They're going to drop a nuclear weapon. I would say this is true with some and probably most of them that you talk to. I wouldn't say this is all of them. I'm just telling you that the, the, the deeper they are into the defeatist mindset, the more likely they are to have that viewpoint. The more likely are they to recoil back and say, whoa, we can't get together. They'll kill us all. And if that's where you've gone to and that's what you believe, then what are you living for? You're just trying to uh, you know, suffice to the next uh, paycheck to where you can continue to keep your head down and not make any noise and try to hopefully avoid the, uh, the, the tentacles of the state in your life? Because eventually they'll, they'll probably come after you for something, whether it's a zoning violation or marijuana possession or whatever. Eventually the state will come around to you and it'll be your turn to pay up and to obey. And I think the only way to avoid that is to get together with like-minded people. Maybe I'm wrong. If you think so, 800-259-9231 is the number. We continue with your calls. Go to WFLA and uh, land and talk to Dennis in Florida. Dennis, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dennis. Going once. How are you? Dennis, great. What's on your mind? I want to get to the local scam. The local scam. Yes, sir. 
and I, I'm sure you're familiar with Progress Energy and their little scam. I want to charge uh, starting next month everybody in Progress Energy area 25% increase in their in their power bills. To build big their plant, their nuclear plant, on our money. What do you think of that? Well, it's, it's, it sounds like the sweet, sweet deal that these uh, electrical companies managed to get with the local governments. It's uh, really unfortunate, and we're told that monopolies are bad until the government says they're okay, I guess. No doubt about it. More on the way. Thanks for the call. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free. You get signed up for the updates. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative, privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. You can get a free account over at privacyharbor.com today. So your emails can't be snooped on, privacyharbor.com. As we continue here, I wanted to comment a little further on the power issue that uh, we just had a gentleman in uh, WFLA land bring up. Uh, Dennis was asking about apparently the situation there with their power monopoly is that they're increasing their bills by 25% in order to pay to build a brand new power plant. And you would say to yourself that, well, in a truly free world, it'd be all right for a company to increase their bills in order to cover some costs, but we're not dealing with a truly free world here because we're dealing with a government-approved monopoly. In most places in this country, I believe there are some exceptions to this, but not very many, in most places you only have one power company from which to choose. There is not another option. And the reason for that isn't because power is a bad business and that nobody wants to get into the business. The reason for that is because the existing power company, whoever they are, wherever you live, the existing power company has a deal. It's called a sweetheart deal with the county government. And that deal allows them to have exclusive, uh, to be the exclusive power provider for a certain geographic area. Which pretty much means that they can charge whatever they want. Now, of course, the government's going to restrict that. The government's going to say, "Well, you can't charge above this," and you, you know they're going to price cap. Sure. And they're going to they're going to mess around. Which may be one of the reasons why they're passing on the cost of the new plant in current bills as opposed to using some savings. Why is it that this power company that has been operating for years in the the Tampa area, as our caller was suggesting, why is it that they just don't have enough money to go and invest and build a well, new? Well, they probably do have the money. However, they uh, you know they, maybe they aren't allowed they to. They want to be able to pass it on. Well, do they have the money, Mark, or maybe they're prevented by some sort of governmental regulation from having more than it's, X amount of the money. The possibility exists, but I, th- I doubt that's so, honestly. Who knows what all of the various different regulatory, uh, what the regulatory atmosphere is for these companies. They are, I imagine, quite controlled uh, by the various different governments. And that's, that's in return for being allowed the monopoly. That's in return for being given essentially guaranteed business from 99.9% of the residents. The point one being somebody with a, a solar panel or something like that, a solar panel setup, so they're sort of off the grid. But except with the exception of off the grid people, everybody else subscribes to the power company, so they have to pay. So how would things be different in a more free market environment where we could have more than one power company? 
Well, I heard a great, I heard a, an amazingly brilliant suggestion, and I'm sure this isn't, I mean, I'm sure this is not a revelation for you, Mark, but for me it was, I never thought of it before. Uh, up here in New Hampshire, you might have heard the news over the last few days, a number of people have been out of power. There have been, I think, like, at one point yesterday, it was half the state. The Northeast. Yeah, half of the state of New Hampshire was completely without power because there was an ice storm overnight, and the ice gathers on uh, tree branches, and it gathers on the, you know, the power, the power lines. lines, and tree branches fall, and the power lines snap off, and the, big problems. I mean, trees falling into the roadway, all kinds of trouble. Well, somebody actually posted over, I think it was the NH3.com forums, saying that where they used to live, the power lines ran underground. Well, that would solve some major outage problems, wouldn't it? If if tree branches and stuff like that weren't falling on the overhanging power lines, you'd probably have a whole hell of a lot less problems as far as uh, outages go. And he, he, in fact, said the entire time he lived there, he never had an outage. So that's just one example of a real basic basic innovation that's probably been you know somebody came up with that decades ago i hope that uh technology increases to the point where we can uh, have some kind of electrical generation essentially you know how each house can have something they're trying with solar panels and windmills and things like that but uh and i don't know how it's all going to work and yeah i want a little nuclear reactor that'd be cool yeah likely that would be outlawed by some by By the feds but well the feds the uh the state the the you know municipalities whatever we essentially are living in a 1970s power structure. Uh, the power grid in America is essentially locked in since the there's 1970s. No competition. There's an, A, there's no competition, and B, the existing companies are not really allowed to build new plants, for the most part. I mean, apparently the guy was saying they're going to build You can't put in hydro um, power in, in most places because you'll be messing with the wetlands. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want to mess with so, fishy, fishies, right? So this is one of the reasons why we have so much trouble. We have so much trouble with these outages and all these problems and not having enough power and all of the things the government people complain about. It's because they've allowed a monopoly. What do you expect to get? I mean, this is something that they do teach in government school. They do teach that monopolies are, are bad things in general. They did, most people understand that. So why do we accept that it's okay with the power company? Why do we accept that it's all right with water delivery service? But power, I think, is even more important than that. People just sort of, oh, well, that's the power company. That's what we do. We buy from the power company. Nobody ever says, well, why isn't there another power company? Well, they're not allowed to do business. Oh, you could say the, the city people will come in and say, well, that, well, well, if we allowed another power company in here, then we'd have to string more lines. There'd and, be and, more and, clutter. Clutter. Yeah, clutter. Yeah, it'd be a problem, and then they'd have to go, and they'd have to go on people's property, and blah, blah, blah. They have all kinds of excuses as to why, oh, there's not enough market demand for it. Well, why don't you just let the market decide whether or not there's enough market demand? I mean, if indeed there was enough demand, people could set up tiny little power stations and feed power to neighborhoods and things like that. Make just a little bit of money. Neighborhoods might even set up their own power stations and and run that as a cost of uh, the, the neighborhood fees or something like that. There could be all kinds of options if they were allowed to explore in that particular uh, area. But they're not. So we're stuck in the 70s. 1-800-259-9231 as we continue here. Ladies first. Kristen is on the line listening to WNTK in New Hampshire. Hello, Kristen. Hi. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Yes. Um, not much. I'm actually, I have no power. I live in New Hampshire. Mm. And wow. I'm running a space heater off a generator. Tons of candles lit. I have my hand crank radio, and I found you guys, and I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So yes. how, how long has the power been out? A couple, de- a couple days at this point? 
um, since what, Friday morning, I believe. And you, you say you had you already had a generator. Or did you have to run out and get one? No, I had one. Oh, that's good. You know, I'm thinking yes. about getting one at this point just because I don't have it, and it sure would be nice to have one of that, something like oh, that. You definitely need one. Now, do you do you have it hooked into your power system at home, or is it just running your like running an extension cord out there? An extension cord. I got two space heaters, one in my basement, so my pipes don't freeze, right. and then one in my living room. Cool. But yeah, it's cold. Well, I guess that's a good. The good side of the uh, the ice down is that people are discovering Free Talk Live for the first time, giving you something to listen to, something to do out there in the dark. And yeah, uh, any thoughts on some of the things we've been talking about tonight? Anything you wanted to comment on? Um, I agree with almost all of it. Well, I'm glad you're out there, and we're going to be on uh, every night out there, or every Saturday night there on NTK. And when you get your power back on, if you've got Internet access, you can uh, find us at freetalklive.com during the week. We've got a weekday show as well that, unfortunately, we've yet to been able to cons- convince NTK to, to carry. So thanks for listening. We appreciate hearing from you. And stay warm. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's a three-dog night here in uh, New Hampshire. You can bring up whatever you want. We lucked out here in Keene. Uh, for whatever reason, we're pretty much untouched touched by all the damage so lucky us uh you can bring up anything this is free talk live the toll-free number is 800-259-9231 hey podcast listeners i've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership generally the younger the person the more likely they are to fill out a survey we need to counteract this trend please Take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI is 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. Live streams included. You've got a broadband version, dial-up version, webcam, all there completely free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen. FreeTalkLive.com. Now, if you love liberty, you should check out Bureaucrash Social. It's the place for you to connect with freedom fighters from around the world. At Bureaucrash Social, you can share your ideas, obtain resources, and document your activism, as well as find awesome videos and pictures uploaded by other crashers. Go to Bureaucrash.com to learn more. That's Bureaucrash.com. As we go to your phone calls, we'll talk to Dave in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live, listening to KGEZ. Howdy. Hey, what's up, guys? Minus 14, wind chill factor 40 below tonight. That's what they say. Wow. All right. It's going to be a little chilly. Maybe if that was a little chilly like that all around the place, we'd have a little peaceful world because people kind of tend to work together when it's cold out there, you know? Yeah, I think anything that we could have that would work towards a peaceful world would be a good thing, though. I don't really care too much for the cold. I'll deal with it. I'll deal (laughs) with it, though. Gravity electromagnetic generators, man. You're, you're saying that's the the future of power? Well, I think they got it already. They, as lo- we're making electric the way they made electricity the way they made it 120 years ago, mm. man. As long as they keep doing that, they'll be a monopoly. You know, I think they got technology they don't let us know about. All these UFO, everybody see. That's our our new flying stuff. They got they they got stuff that. Hundred years ahead of what we got, we're like living in a modern kind of a late 1970s. Hmm. Just you know, what what do we got? The the cell phones and computers, and you know, 
And you know, Dave, we'd have cell phones earlier if it weren't for the federal government. We could have had cell phones back in the 1960s. Uh, The the FCC held that up for decades. This is this is what I'm getting at. uh, This new world order. Everybody's scared about the new world order. You know, like the evolution of mankind kind of is going to lead us to that. You know, but I think of it like like you think of the free state. I think is the free globe. You know. And that freedom germ could be spread by us. We hold that power as Americans with the Declaration of Independence in our blood and in our thought patterns. And we should use the opportunity as this one world order. Matter of fact, I think we are. The Earth is like the family car headed down the cosmic highway in the universe. Far man. out, man. And we better get along in the back seat. Hey, I'm <laughs> with you, man. Or the father is going to pull us over and give us a good smack with a, you know, asteroid and and maybe that will get us together, you know. You know. Well, <laughs> I think anyway, that I think that freedom is a good is enough the... job killing each other as these nationalistic pig bastard nations that want to just control everything. And there is a lot more plebs out there than than the than the elite and the plebeium in the turnum. And the more common people get the taste of freedom that the Americans will bring to them in this new world order. And the more freedom that passes on, the more plebes will feel the freedom, and they don't let go. I agree and with you, Dave. We got it. I thank you for the call tonight. As always, we do have it. It is coming. Liberty, I think, is on the way. In the turn thank you for the call, Dave. 800-259-9231. I always felt like the old town and country wagon could handle an asteroid. But I like his vision, and generally, I generally agree with it. I think that I don't think that it's necessarily going to be America that shows the world the way to freedom, because a lot of people aren't going to pay attention to anything that America does. Uh, and I'm being very obviously general and, and collectivistic in that particular expression, uh, because the, the wor- people around the world are pretty pissed at what Americans have allowed to, ha- uh, to happen to their country. They're pretty upset the fact that the American military is going anyway. around the world uh, killing people. So it's going to take them a little while to pay close attention to what's going on, but I think if we can set a couple places free, maybe New Hampshire and Montana or something like that, if we can set a couple places truly free, then yeah, I think we can have that shining beacon on the hill to, for the world to look to to say, wow, that freedom stuff really works. You know, those guys over in New Hampshire, they tried uh, freedom, and turns out that they've got the most pros- prosperous society. Turns out they've got the healthiest society. Turns out they've got the most freedom of anywhere else. Turns out that you can go and start your own business without begging permission from some bureaucrat and, and all kinds of other things. Freedom is working. It's proving. We're going to prove to the world that freedom works and that controlling our neighbors is not an appropriate thing to do. That allowing our neighbors to be free is the uh, the most, I think, godlike way to live. I think it's something that we should all aspire to, is to, uh, to just come to the understanding that our neighbors should be allowed to make their own choices for themselves, even if they would choose differently than we might want them to choose. And once we can get to that point and more people can internalize that and we can we can move out from there and evolve past where we currently are, evolve past the point where uh, mankind has this inherent belief that they must be ruled by other men, uh, other fallible, wrong, potentially wrong men. <laughs> Often wrong. Yeah, when uh, when we can get beyond that particular belief system, I think we can really have some uh, some amazing growth. And I agree with Dave that the rest of the world will sit up and take notice. And who knows? Maybe we really will have a truly free world at some point. I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime, but I hope so. 
Let's continue with your calls about what you want. We'll talk to Mike listening to WNTK in New Hampshire. Hello, Mike. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind? You were talking. You were talking earlier about burying the power line, something a lot more cheaper. You're already paying the power company a power bill. Why don't they spend a little on chainsaw gas and chainsaw oil, trim the trees back away from the power lines where if they fall, they don't fall on them? Aren't they supposed to do that uh, once a year or something? I mean, I looked out in front of my house, and the trees are all all around the power lines. It would I mean, one one down branch, and my lines are out. So, yeah, why don't they do that? I mean, to me, that's a simple simple fix well it's you know the the answer to the question is because they're a monopoly they just don't have the same level of incentive yeah they'll get out there and do it from time to time for all i know maybe you have to call them out there maybe i should call them next year and get them to come out but uh but but in a free market where they were where they would be competing against another power company they'd have a real interest in maintaining their lines as best as they possibly could to ensure a quality service to their customers but when it doesn't matter when you can't really go anywhere else for power it's like oh well we'll get to it when we get to it and if you happen to be out of power, well, too bad. Just be cold. Well, I just moved up from Florida, and oh. I know nobody wants to hear this is the way we did it back home. But we paid the power companies our utility bills every month. They would come out, trim the trees, trim the trees in your yard every year. And it doesn't matter if you liked it or not, they might cut the top out of your favorite tree in your yard, but if it was near their power lines, you cut they cut it. They sure would. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought they did that around here, but I just I guess I haven't noticed them doing it this year, so I don't know. And and again, it's who pays attention to power lines until your power goes out. Right, you know? it's the mon- it's the monopoly factor. I mean, if you got it down in if you got that level of service down in Florida, it's just you know luck that it happened down there and it didn't happen up here, and it'd be luck that it happened here and didn't happen there. And it's just whatever the monopoly decides to do is what you get. And if you don't like it, well, uh, what are you going to do about it? You can't not you can't not have power. Although I guess the Amish would disagree. Any other thoughts for us? No, that's it. I just want to throw my two cents in. Hey, Mike, thank you for the call. We just moved up from Florida a couple of years ago, and we love it here in New Hampshire. I thank you uh, for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. And we'll go to Chris, listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Hello, Chris. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind, Chris? I used to uh, manage a hotel in Colorado, mm-hmm. and it was heated with natural gas. And we had the ability to negotiate with different companies, uh, the gas that we were buying. Isn't it amazing? It wasn't wasn't propane like a tank attached to the hotel. Right, like an actual line. underground, kind of equivalent to electric lines. Right. Except it was lines underground, and they all fed into one, say, central point that was maybe miles away. I don't even know where they put it in, but it just got mixed in with all the other gas, but you could negotiate your your gas price, and I don't know why you couldn't do that with electricity. You could. It's just that they've got a deal with the government, and they are protected. I mean, that's what government does: is they protect their friends, they reward their friends, and they punish their enemies. And so, unfortunately, because they're rewarding their buddies in the power industry, we all get punished by the fact that we don't get to choose. And it's a similar. I believe it's the same way up here, Mark, uh, where we have gas lines running to houses here in uh, Keene, and I believe you can switch companies. Not where I live. Thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. The remaining moments, just enough time for your call if you dial in now. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support the show, there's a real easy way to do it, especially considering that it's that holiday shopping season. And you, if you've not yet purchased your holiday gifts, you should get it done, like, now. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. doesn't matter if it's 10 o'clock at night. You can go anytime to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and get your shopping done. Get it taken care of. Get the products delivered before Christmas time. And feel confident because you're getting the brands you trust at great prices, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. And plus, the best part for us, of course, is that a percentage of your purchase is going to go to Free Talk Live. So instead of having all the profit go to Amazon, they cut us a percent, which is actually it's a pretty good percent. It's like usually 7 or 8%. I think it's 4% on electronics, but otherwise it's pretty healthy. Uh, so head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, get your shopping done, and feel good because you're helping Free Talk Live at the same time. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Let's go to your phone calls. That's the point of the show. Austin is on the line listening to W. Excuse me, yes, to WSE in South Carolina. Hello, Austin. Hello, fellas. How are you all tonight? Hey, just great. What's on your mind? Well, uh, the thing is that the reason that you're having a problem with uh, certain little minor bureaucrats <clears throat> in your neck of the woods and the reason we're in this financial crisis and had all these stupid wars and so forth is simply because there is no accountability for the powers that be, whether they be great or small. Mm, that's true. true. We have sat here, we uh, cowardly Americans, apathetic fools, have sat on our butts and watched this country being systematically destroyed. Yeah, it, yeah. concentrated power in the Pentagon and all these huge corporations, now they've destroyed our currency, our, our monetary system, and the next step is, of course, uh, a depression that will be unrivaled in this country's history. Don't forget the police very, state. It could very well happen. Um, yes. Oh, I guarantee you that's the next step. You know, and you could go and you could have gone and voted in every election, local, state, and national. And the fact is, would have changed it. It wouldn't have changed no, anything. Not at all. No. The, you know, they've got these rock the vote campaigns where they they want people who uh, who who really can't tell the difference between uh, you know poop and chocolate ice cream to go out and uh, vote for the next president. Uh, you know, what what's the point in going in and wasting your vote counteracting that guy's? Precisely. Well, what's the point anyway when the candidates are all the same? Either way, you slice it. Well, I, I know, I know. And they interviewed a girl down here in Charleston on one of the local talk uh, stations, and she was wondering why that uh, Sarah Palin was even running for vice president because she didn't even live in this country. She lived in Alaska. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, thanks. I very much enjoy listening to your program. Great call, Austin. I appreciate you listening. Thank you. 800-259-9231. That's a man that gets it. Yeah. You know, I like nothing better than those man-on-the-street interviews where they ask them questions and you, they get the, the, you know, the dumbest answers. How many states are there? Uh, 48. Uh, no, 52. Uh, and, you know, maybe no. someday there'll be 48. That'll be nice. Who is Dick Cheney? Uh, you know, you get. I, it's just hilarious. I eagerly await the day, Mark, when we can say there are 49 states in the United States. Because uh, we left. Hopefully, somebody <laughs> leave, please. Whether it's New Hampshire or Montana or whoever, I just uh, get the hell out so we can begin the process of uh, of legitimizing secession and popularizing it and. 
and hopefully getting the hell out of this terrible concept known as the federal government. I, I certainly am of, of that opinion that I don't think that the, uh, the, you know, the federal government really does anything for the average individual here in the United States. But, you know, I don't think that it's very likely that uh, a state will secede. It just it doesn't, you know, a popular vote. Like, what's going to happen there? It just yeah, how's seem... it going to work? Hey, how's it going to play out? Yeah, it's a good good question. I'm not sure, uh, but it's possible. It is still possible. I, I think it's say. more possible that you'll have some kind of uh, either or situation. A state says uh, we'll secede if you implement real ID, or you know, isn't that what they're trying to do here in New Hampshire? Dif- or, d- what, they what have was different. It Dennis said the other night. Dennis Goddard from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance said that there was some sort of bill that they were putting forth that said that. If it was like a gun, was it a gun ban or something? I can't remember, but I know that uh, it was national, national service, service, and it was uh, th- there was also one put out in Arizona not too long ago. I believe Montana had a secession bill that was just sort of one of these if situations. Right, and I so think that if that's there's a little national, more likely, yeah. I still think they'll try to get out of it once uh, once that time comes around for whatever reason. But like you mean not not actually secede? Right, the bureaucrats, oh, wait, would, no. we can't do that. What about our federal money? Right, we can have that federal money. You, you know, they, which they, is so stupid because they, they, they uh, want it's that your printing money. press money. Well, it's so dumb because it's your money in the first place. They took it from you, and then they're taking a chunk off the top and then giving it back to you. And they're not even giving it to you. They're giving it to the state government people. So <laughs> good luck you seeing a piece of it. 1-800-259-9231. But you know what? Austin is absolutely right uh, in that this process has been going on for a long time, the process of just the state growing ever larger and ever more intrusive and more oppressive and more expensive. And, you know, the time that the, the battle was lost was when the first regulation came down, was when the first group of Americans decided, okay, I'll obey that. Well, and was, they went ahead and they obeyed, and then the next regulation came, and the next one came, and the next one came. And here we are today with an insurmountable amount of uh, regulatory uh, th- th- rules and, and statutes and ordinances and you could not possibly process all of this information. You could not possibly read through even the, the, the laws for your state, let alone the federal government. Not before you die, that's for sure. So the whole idea that ignorance of the law is no excuse is completely nonsensical today. Back when the law was do no harm, then yeah, ignorance was no excuse when that was the law. When it was just common law or natural law or whatever you want to call that, I believe that there is a difference, but I'm not too sure what it is. But uh, when it was just do no harm... There's no excuse for doing harm. But there is an excuse for not knowing what the building regulations are and the code and zoning and the, all, all the other nonsense. Let's go to Officer Liberty. Speaking of a man who knows a few regulations, you're a, you're a cop and you're in Minnesota. And you're on the amp line. How you doing, gentlemen? Hey, now, now I, I know that, that uh, Brad Jardis here in New Hampshire, he's the lone law enforcement against prohibition active officer. Uh, he kind of makes it a hobby of his to read as many New Hampshire laws as he can. Is that something that a lot of cops do? <laughs> uh, not at all. I would, you know, I try to leave work at work, and uh, I'm busy enough there as it is. So. I think he actually reads them at work. I think he just sits in. You know how cops like to just sit in their squad car and sleep and stuff oh, like that. Of course, Every, right. Yeah. So. So he but um, what I originally called in to talk to you guys might be longer than a two-minute conversation, so I think I'll save that one for later. But um, Well, we've got I three minutes, I'd... so you can go ahead if you want, but whatever. Go okay, ahead. Okay, well, maybe I'll save it for tomorrow. But um, I just wanted to put you guys in my shoes once and uh, see uh, see how you guys do. Okay, okay. go. Let's, let's say, let's just, uh, I'll put you in my hypothetical world. Let's say that uh, you're sitting outside of a house. And uh, you know, 
you know, let's not get into hell, but you know for a fact that there's a man in there with a little girl that he kidnapped. You know that, but you can't prove it. What do you do? I, you know, I don't know what the, you know, how how the rules go or anything like that. Now, how Wait, would, did you say we were cops in this scenario? Yes, yes. Okay, so we're cops, and we know that there's a man in a house with a uh, with a little girl, and he's doing awful things to her, presumably. Yes, but you can't prove it. What do you do about it? Well, uh, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Wait till he comes out and goes shopping, and have a chat with him. What What if the little girl's dead now because he waited? Could happen. What yeah, uh, What about question. the? Uh, you know, of course, this guy is going to go to prison if he, you know, knows that. I mean, can't you stand on your little blowhorn there and uh, say, you know, <laughs> hey, I know you're in there. You got a little girl. You got the choice. You could possibly get probation or you know a little bit of time for the kidnapping. We'll help you out, or you can go to prison for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's a possibility. But what? now, what if he kills a little girl because? Now he knows you're out there, and he's got nothing else to lose. Well, at that point, um, what's the question? If I bust in the door, uh, well, what if he kills the little girl as I'm going in? You know, I mean, I, exactly. I, the the so, thing is, I mean, you've always got a situation: is what if he kills the little girl? So then, that might lead to certain cops um, stretching the truth, if you will, sure. on a search warrant. And you know, does. Does the end justify the means? Well, I think that uh, if if the police were only going after people that uh, kidnap kidnapped little girls and things like that, there'd be a lot less outrage. Right, there'd be a lot less outrage. If you were violating the constitutional rights of a, a sick pervert like that, you wouldn't have nearly the outrage of of the average individual as you, as you have today with uh, cops shooting dogs and um, the you know after these drug heads. busts and things yeah. like that. I, I mean, I was talking to my wife and I was telling her the story, and I guess she'd never heard it before of, uh, I guess it was probably going on two years ago, where the SWAT team in Virginia went in and busted a, uh, a doctor's office and uh, for a, a betting pool and had the doctor in handcuffs on his knees and one of the SWAT officers accidentally shot him in the head and killed a doctor over a gambling pool. And I'd like to add, and I thank you, Officer Liberty, for the call. Thank you. I'd like to add that in a free market situation, if it was a bounty hunter that was going after a violent criminal, he wouldn't be bound by any of those rules. The only rules would be that if he was wrong, his ass would be on the line and he'd be liable. See you Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.